Non-Stop Shock Radio. This is Renegade Talk Radio. The most shocking, the most offensive radio network in America. The only place which is fit to host my show, The Luke El Giovanni Show. We're in the middle of political season. Donald Trump continues to embarrass himself. I've uh, exposed quite a few interesting points about Mr. Trump this week, which we're going to be discussing. Also, Anthony Weiner got busted again. Can you believe this nonsense? After I end Anthony Weiner's political career... He's back sexting again. Unbelievable. You want to talk about something shocking, ladies and gentlemen? It is indeed that. I'll have all of that for you. Maybe some defensive gun stories. And I'm going to be introducing a new segment. Mean comments. Although, quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot hurt my feelings. It's hard to hurt my feelings when your name's on the door. This is Luke El Giovanni Show. I'm Luke El Giovanni. This is Season 3, Episode 5. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for listening to last week's debate with Carl Higby. Carl will be coming back in another week or two for Round 2. You might notice that this program no longer plays any music besides the introduction. Because Renegade Talk Radio has been threatened with massive lawsuits... For using music, and listen, we're not going to pay $25,000 every time we use one of your songs. Although, I will say this to you cheap bastards. It brings me a bit of perverse pleasure to know that you're now screening our programs, which means that one of you stuck-up suits is forced to listen to our voices every day. And that does indeed bring me pleasure, and hopefully, you'll fucking learn something. Now, you can find Renegade Talk Radio on iTunes, Google+, Amazon, Xbox. Pretty soon you'll be able to hear this show on iHeartRadio, maybe. I don't know. I won't make you any promises. So, what about Anthony Weiner? Everybody knows that uh, I ruined Anthony Weiner's career. You can look me up, Google my name with Anthony Weiner on CNN. There are literally thousands of articles about it. I'm not going to relitigate that on the air with you right now. But Anthony Weiner got caught sexting again three years later. What a chump. And I thought this was very strange that Wiener was even back in the public eye. You know, he was on Colbert, he was on The Tonight Show, 
He's been all around um, offering his political analysis services. And not to say that he isn't uh, good at what he does in offering political analysis, but he's just such a tainted individual. The only reason why Anthony Weiner is even out in the public eye at the moment, ladies and gentlemen, of course, is because he's married to Huma Abedin, who has been Hillary Clinton's right-hand woman for decades. Clinton handpicked Abedin uh, 20 years ago when she was just a, a low-level staffer. And guess what? Weiner continues to embarrass himself, continues to humiliate his wife, and now is embarrassing the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign. So way to go, Congressman. Uh, continue to do yourself proud. Individuals who supported you, myself included, I supported Anthony Weiner. You ever see that speech of him on the uh, House floor where he's calling Rep Republicans despicable for refusing to fund veterans uh, of the 9-11 bill, the insurance policies? Watch that. It's an amazing piece of work, but he just can't keep his penis in his pants, ladies and gentlemen. And who whose fault is that besides his? Anyway, let's move on. Um, we could talk a little bit about how Donald Trump threatened Hillary Clinton last week. Ladies and gentlemen, there has been a lot of hubbaloo about this. I'm of the opinion that Hillary Clinton was indeed threatened by Donald Trump. Um, Hillary uh, wants to uh, essentially abolish the Second Amendment, says Trump. And by the way, if she gets to pick her judges, nothing you can do, folks. Although the Second Amendment people, maybe there is. I don't know. I, what does that mean to anybody? That really just sounds like a mafia figure saying, I hope that your family sleeps real well in their beds at night. It'd be a shame if something happened. It'd be a shame, you know, God forbid your wife's tires fall off while she's driving down the highway because somebody loosened her lug nuts or took her brake pads off her car. God forbid. That's what Trump meant when he said that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Um, in doing this, Trump may have committed a felony. Um, he may have violated code uh, 18, uh, U.S. Code 879, threats against former presidents, certain other persons. Um, uh, if an, an individual knowingly or willfully threatens a candidate, a major candidate for the office of president or vice president, they can face five years in prison and a massive fine. I think Donald Trump did attack her. I think that's exactly what was insinuated. Uh, there was complete outrage from individuals after this happened. Um, Ronald Reagan's daughter came out. And deplored Trump, reminded him that she actually knows what it's like when an individual thinks that they can, an unhinged individual, thinks they can gain fame by attacking a political figure. Um, you, you Individuals might have forgot that uh, the individual who did shoot President Reagan uh, did so so we could get attention from Jody Foster. So when Trump says, says these things and he says it to a rational person, like people listening to Renegade Talk Radio, Renegade Nation... That's not who he's, that's not that's not his target audience. He's he's trying to target the lone wolves, the real stupid lunatic individuals out there, which by the way, I think you have to be kind of an idiot to be supporting Donald Trump anyway, but ladies and gentlemen, he definitely definitely threatened her. Uh, it, it's it's without dispute in my opinion, okay? So, you know what? If you if if you think that he didn't threaten her, imagine somebody says that to your wife, your family, see how you feel about it. Eh, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. Now let's talk about how the state department this week, last week confirmed that uh, Hillary Clinton never used her position for personal gain. This is a very important point. This point now removes another uh, tool from the Republican talking point box to use against Hillary Clinton. Now, you got to remember, they've lost the email scandal. They lost Benghazi. And now this is the pay for play scandal. This for individuals who need the abbreviated version to look it up. That's what Donald Trump's been saying. Hillary Clinton used her position as the secretary of state as pay for play to get money. Uh, but did she actually get any money? No, there's no evidence of that. Just like uh, uh, Trump accused President Obama of paying the attorney general in New York $15,000 so he would be indicted for his fraudulent Trump University for a $40 million lawsuit. 
No evidence for that. Trump doesn't really offer evidence. He just asserts and hopes that people won't look into it for themselves. He wants you to be lazy. He hopes that his voters are stupid. He hopes his voters are lazy. He hopes his voters are misinformed and underinformed. He hopes that they just don't care. And people who do vote for him, guess what? They really probably don't care. But let's not get dragged too off the point in the despicable nature of who Donald Trump is. Let's talk about the actual meat between the bread. Now, there is a State Department spokesperson named Elizabeth Trudeau. Trudeau said... The State Department is not aware of any actions that were influenced by the Clinton Foundation. No actions were influenced by the Clinton Foundation. Boom. Done. The State Department investigated. They looked into it. That's what they said, ladies and gentlemen. Why is there even a dispute about this matter at this point? The State Department says there's much ado about nothing because there is. Republicans continue to beat the drum. Now, what's the problem even about? Uh, There's an an individual who's on the executive board of the Clinton Foundation named Doug Band. Mr. Band was soliciting for some Clinton donors to have a meeting with the ambassador of Lebanon. Mr. Band also requested that um, individuals connected with the Clinton Foundation might be able to get a job at the State Department. Okay. Well, State Department comes out and they say, well, that's that's not a problem either. Um, they say, we do not believe it's inappropriate for someone recommended in this manner to be potentially hired insofar as they meet the necessary qualifications for the job. Exactly. If the individuals meet the qualifications for the job, doesn't matter who they're connected to. Are they fit to sit down in the office? Are they fit to do the work? If they are, great. If they donated some money to Hillary Clinton, oh well. That's the State Department's official position. That's the Clinton campaign's official position. And that's my official position as well, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Once again, Republicans find themselves holding an empty sack. They have nothing, ladies and gentlemen. They pull at straws. This was their latest weak, pithy, pathetic attempt. And boom, nothing for them. They just search for impropriety, and they do not find any. And, well, maybe they'll go on to their next witch hunt. I don't know. We'll get into more Republican nonsense when I come back. My name's Luke El Giovanni. This is Luke El Giovanni. She'll be right back. Thank you very much. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Round two, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Luke Giovanni show. During the break, producers told me, hey, Lou, maybe you're talking a little too fast. Might want to slow it down a little bit. My producers have literally suggested that I dumb it down for you people because apparently you're too slow to keep up. What do you think about that? I think it's a little insulting, ladies and gentlemen. But really, if I talk fast or I talk slow, hey, that's my style. I am a dual individual. I'm entirely capable of shifting gears and changing accents if I... So choose to do so. And by the way, it doesn't particularly matter if they don't like what I'm doing because I do not need to be in here anyway. 
So, little red phone blinking over there. Just think about that. I'll just walk away from the show. You can sit here now. You can sit here. You can bring an audience and you can do it. Because when I walk away, guess what? Your audience drops to nothing. Just a point to remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's business, not my fault. Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad, ladies and gentlemen. It's not my fault. So, let's talk about now uh, Mr. Trump, the failed faux orange jiggly businessman himself. I want to talk a little bit about Paul Manafort. Trump's campaign manager. Manafort is a particularly insidious individual. And there's been rumblings in the last couple of weeks about Manafort's connection to dirty money in the Ukraine. Um, dirty money coming from Vladimir Putin, who I'm going to get into a little bit uh, later in the show. But essentially, what's been discovered about Mr. Manafort is that he received $12.7 million in payments from uh, the deposed dictator of Ukraine, who was a big, big friend of Vladimir Putin, there was a, a ledger that was found. Now it's being dubbed the Black Ledger in the media. And it's a handwritten book with 400 pages that details all types of payments that were made to political officials around the world. And Mr. Manafort's name appears in the ledger 22 times, ladies and gentlemen, 22 times. Of course, Trump campaign says that, well, that, listen, there, there, there's not much to do about nothing here. You can't prove that this was actually Mr. Manafort. Could have been somebody else. Could have been some other political consultant named Paul Manafort who worked closely with the Ukrainian government. Could have been a different guy. We don't know. I have no idea. Manafort's lawyer says that there's no evidence to show that he received any of this money. And they look forward to vindicating Mr. Manafort in the future. However, um, you have to consider the actual facts of the case. It's very important for individuals to pay attention that there was an anti-corruption. Uh, the National Anti-Corruption Bureau was founded in the Ukraine. Um, they located these ledgers. Uh, the individuals who are involved in that organization say that it's absolutely ridiculous for Manafort to claim that, A, he was unaware that he was accepting money, which he has not admitted to yet, but he will eventually, ladies and gentlemen. They say that anybody with uh, anybody would have known that the money was not coming from legal sources. And, uh, of course, Manafort himself has not admitted this. He's not registered himself as a lobbyist because, by the way, if he would have registered himself as a lobbyist for Ukraine, he would therefore have to disclose the money that he received. So it might be a reason why... He has not registered. Might be the same reason Donald Trump has not released his taxes yet, ladies and gentlemen, Renegade Nation. He hasn't released his taxes because it might show you some things that he does not want you to know. If Manafort was open and honest, he would uh, he would register as a lobbyist. By the way, $12.7 million, come on, okay? That's a lot of money. Manafort brought uh, Yukonovich, the deposed dictator in Ukraine, to power. Yukonovich was chased out of the Ukraine with pitchforks and angry citizens carrying oil lanterns because the individual was just such a slime ball. And uh, look at what, look at who he's connected to. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, just take some time, read about the Black Ledger and draw your own conclusion. It's just another dirty debacle. It's just another one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you don't agree, that's fine. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know what to tell you at this point. So I'm going to move shift gears a little bit. 
Uh, I have a, an interesting little segment, I think. To me, it's very amusing. I wanted to uh, share some of the, the, the comments that I receive from individuals out there on social media, individuals that send me emails, uh, stuff like that. Millions of readers, millions of listeners, you know, there's just all types of people. I want to share some of your opinions. Now, this is a, a comment uh, that I received um, in my author inbox. It says, this might be one of the worst written, most incomprehensible articles I've ever read. He, me, uses terms like demon spawn, showing his lack of professional journalistic filtering. This writer seems to have the skills, or lack of, an unchecked emo- and an unchecked emotional cue of a tantruming child. I mean, I think some of those things might be true, but I don't know. Thank, thanks a lot for reading. You know, all picks, all clicks pay. You don't have to agree with me for, for me to get paid, so I, I appreciate it. Let's see here. This article is nauseating, disgusting, and was clearly written by someone who has a deep-seated issues in an ugly, bitter soul. That's 100% accurate. Me and my black heart, you know, we, uh, yeah, I can't find individuals who are, you know, saying that uh, I'm inaccurate. If they do say I'm inaccurate, they can't point to where. They just don't like that I expose the truth about so many things out there in the world. It's not my fault, ladies and gentlemen. Not my fault if you don't like to hear the truth, even though we are the most shocking and most offensive radio network in America. Mm, Let's see here. Luke Giovanni is one of the most unhinged writers working in politics today. Everything he writes is slandered and biased. He wouldn't know the truth if it bit him in his one-inch dick. Well, I mean, I didn't really want to get into this Trumponian... Uh, penis wagon contest, but that 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 is true, ladies and gentlemen. That is true. Uh, so, uh, so hey, hey, um, what can I tell you? Another person says I can't even call this stupid collection of words journalism. Okay. By the way, they misspelled journalism, so you know I'm not necessarily so sure uh, where their criticism should be taken. But doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen. Not my fault. Thanks for reading. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Let's move on to some more stories. I want to talk about how uh, Donald Trump's daughter was spotted with Vladimir Putin's girlfriend off the coast of Croatia. It's, it's just so amusing. You know, it's Ivanka Trump's there. She's vacationing with uh, Wendy Dung Murdoch, who just just the bedfellows here. So Wendy Dung Murdoch used to be married to Rupert Murdoch, the billionaire owner of News Corp and the parent company of Fox News. And then she leaves, uh, Murdoch divorces her and, you know, gets hooked up with some other floozy whose name we're not even going to mention on the air. And now uh, Ms. Dang Murdoch has been connected to Vladimir Putin. Individuals say there's no evidence that uh, Dang's connected to Putin. Um, she's denied that she's connected to Putin. And they've never been photographed together. Okay. Well, what about the fact that there's a Russian billionaire who donated, gave, gifted, a over $30 million yacht to Mr. Putin, and then Dang Murdoch was spotted on a different yacht owned by the billionaire. Strange bedfellows. She doesn't know Mr. Putin, but she's hanging out on the yacht with the billionaire who literally gave a yacht to Putin. But they don't know each other. They've never met, don't know. Same thing where Donald Trump says, doesn't know Putin. I think that it shows, ladies and gentlemen, I think it shows quite clearly that Donald Trump has been lying about his affiliations with Putin. He's been lying, I mean, about everything, but on this specific instance, now we have some evidence to show that his daughter is friends with Putin's girlfriend. Why is it so difficult to believe? I mean, the State Department has already shown that the Democratic, uh, the Democratic uh, information that has been stolen by the alleged uh, hacker Guccifer 
is not necessarily a single hacker, but actually a, a part of the uh, the uh, Russian propaganda arm, uh, an arm of the Russian government working with propaganda to discredit the Democratic Party and to draw attention away from some of the more heinous, egregious human rights violations that are happening in Russia. So why is it so difficult for individuals to believe that Mr. Trump would avail himself of those services? Does anybody really believe that Trump, you know, if his daughter were connected to Putin's girlfriend, that Mr. Trump wouldn't exploit that in some way? To me, ladies and gentlemen, the writing's on the wall. Uh, check it out for yourself if you want to. By the way, this article uh, was uh, called out by Snopes, Snopes.com, those ever-availing individuals of righteousness and, and truth, saying that uh, I implied in my article that uh, Trump and uh, Ms. Murdoch were just now becoming friends, which is not true. I did not imply that at all, never stated it, never implied it, and yet Snopes comes out and says that I implied it. I would think that Snopes would be a bit more clear and crisp on their fact-checking, personally. And since Snopes decides to say these things about me, I have no choice but to fact-check them. So, there we are. Can't, can't do anything about it, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you, you bring the truth to the American people, and then um, individuals try to discredit you. Check out the information for yourself. Um, if you believe it, great. If you don't believe it, well, you and I just have a differing opinion, and it's okay to have a differing opinion here in America... We can talk about these things, we can debate them, but come on, I'm right, you're wrong. That's just the way that it is. This is Luke Calgiovanni Show. I'm Luke Calgiovanni. Be right back. Thank you. Nonstop Shock Radio. The station that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. Uh, we're back. Luke Calgiovanni Show. I'm Luke Calgiovanni. Talk to my producers during the break. That's right, I can do whatever I want. Thank you very much. By the way, I'm not a trained broadcaster anyway. I had no interest in broadcasting. I didn't initially. I go out and I do interviews and things like that around the nation. You can find my various appearances in Chicago, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Miami, Los Angeles, blah, blah, blah. Look it up on Google if you want to. But I came into the Renegade Talk Radio studios a while ago, did an interview, beat everybody up so badly that they're like, listen, you have to have your own show. I said, I don't want one. I'm busy, man. But they begged me. They begged me to come here and do this show. So I finally you know, I rescinded my original opinion. I said, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll do a show. So now here I am, third illustrious season. I do appreciate everybody tuning in to Renegade Talk Radio live from Las Vegas. We are the most shocking and offensive uh, radio network in America. I don't consider myself particularly offensive. I really don't. Some people think that I'm a rude guy. I don't know. I'm not I'm not there with you. Ask anybody who knows me in person. I am one jolly bastard. I am a peach and quite a hoot at dinner parties and cocktail parties particularly. Anyway, let's move on to a different story, ladies and gentlemen. Real quick, I just want to talk about how a new study shows that uh, black people wait twice as long to vote as opposed to white people. Um, there's there's just, just a real interesting study that came out. Um... The Joint Center for Political and Economic Studies used data from the Cooperative Congressional Election Study to tabulate which races experienced the average longest polling place wait lines. And unsurprisingly, black people were waiting twice as long. On average, black people wait 23 minutes to vote. White people wait, wait 12 minutes to vote. Um, why is this? First, it's the lack of resources in polling places in minority neighborhoods. Uh, the second reason is cuts to early voting programs to which uh, black people take advantage of much more than white people do. 
Um, and it also has to do with the areas in which this is happening. You know, the th- the states with the three longest wait times are Florida, South Carolina, and Maryland, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and everybody should have a everybody has a right to vote. It should not be a chore to vote. And there are some places uh, in Florida, for example, where individuals waited seven hours to vote. I mean, could you imagine waiting seven hours to vote? People would have to give up. They have things to do. Even if you don't have things to do, even if you don't have a job and you're a millionaire or you're, you're living on a pension or for whatever reason, you don't have to go to work. You don't have kids to take care of. You don't have appointments. Still to wait seven hours is absolutely absurd. Now, the 23 minute average, that's not really so bad. But still, black people are waiting longer than white people. Um, just think about that, ladies and gentlemen. And just move on. I just wanted to—I just wanted to mention that to you, ladies and gentlemen. Just wanted to mention it. I'm gonna move on now to uh, my favorite part of the show. I enjoy talking about these things. So uh, I'm the former national crime reporter for Examiner.com, one of the largest websites in the world. I was charged with covering crime across the nation. Um, if people remember Examiner.com, it shut down in July, but it was one of the biggest websites in the world for years. And you know, um, people, th- there was a big crime staff. There was over 90 people on the staff. I was in charge of everything. I was the top writer there. So I covered all types of stuff. Can't do it anymore. Don't really have a place to do crime writing right now because I work for Occupy Democrats. I write for the anti-media. I'm the editor-in-chief of Rules-Politics, and I'm the editor-in-chief of a popular entertainment publication called WTF Magazine, but I'm not a crime writer anymore, unfortunately. So we're going to talk about some defensive gun use stories, and these are stories that I would not have published in my column anyway, but I'm bringing them to you now because I think it's very important for Americans to be aware of what's happening in our nation, especially underreported stories that you're not going to be hearing about in the mainstream media. There might be a little blurb in a newspaper about these. Might be a a 30-second bit, you know, man was shot, woman was shot in the municipality of wherever the television station covers. That's it. You wouldn't hear anything about it. And a lot of this information I'm going to bring to you is fresh. I'm going to bring you a story from today in O'Fallon, Missouri, ladies and gentlemen. Um, There was a woman who was fatally, fatally shot today around noon. So there's an individual standing outside in their home and, uh, you know, apparently a confrontation happens in the driveway with an unknown person and, excuse me, the woman shot the man. Okay, this makes it even worse. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. So there's a woman minding her own business in the driveway of her home and a strange man appears in her driveway and there's a confrontation and the woman shoots the man and the guy's pronounced dead at the scene. Typically, I don't talk about the individuals who do the shooting, but this woman's name is Pamela Huff, who, by the way, was a key witness in the trial of Rachel Faria, F-A-R-I-A, if anybody wants to look it up. And uh, Faria was convicted in the stabbing death of his wife, but uh, he was then acquitted in a second trial of the same stabbing. So was that connected to Pamela Huff? You know, was somebody seeking retribution against her? This story happened today, so we don't really have all the information. But people have to ask themselves, what would have happened if Ms. Huff didn't have a weapon? What if there was somebody there seeking retribution against her? What if somebody comes back seeking retribution again? What would have happened, ladies and gentlemen? Let your mind run wild. So, there's another story a couple of days ago in Olive Hill, Kentucky, on August 14th, where a Carter County homeowner shot and killed an apparent would-be robber on Saturday morning. At about 8 a.m., four armed people, 
imagine this. It's Saturday morning. You're there with your family. Maybe you're not even awake yet or having breakfast watching cartoons with your kids. Little milks dribbling off their cheeks. They're laughing, watching, whatever. And four people, four armed people break into your house, ladies and gentlemen, Renegade Nation. So the armed individuals took an undisclosed amount of cash. And there were several people in the home, including children. But during the robbery, an altercation occurred between the homeowner and one of the robbery suspects. His name was Kevin J. Helton, 48, of uh, Salt Lick, Kentucky. He was shot and killed at the scene. Two other suspects, Cindy Puckett, 41 years old, and Jonathan Gooden, 45, ran from the scene but were caught. And the third suspect, Brick- Brittany Croach, was arrested at the scene. Now, all these individuals have been charged with first-degree robbery, and they're being held at the Carter County Detention Center. Um, the investigation's still ongoing. So what would have happened if the homeowner didn't have a weapon when these four people come into the house? And you got a house full of kids and uh, other people are sleeping? It's just absolutely bizarre, ladies and gentlemen, and this stuff happens around our nation all the time. All the time. I just hand-select some stories to bring to you because I find them interesting. I think they should be talked about, but I could do, you know, I could do this type of a show all day, every day, Um, ladies and gentlemen, consider this story from August 12th, just a few days ago in Cumbola, Pennsylvania. So, and the state police are still investigating this. Um, according to the state police report, the home invasion took place in the village of uh, Cumbola, 12 miles from, uh, major metropolitan area. Police say a 40 year old man forcibly entered a home and he was shot by a 50 year old male who lived in the home. The victim was transported to the hospital and was in stable condition. We don't know why he broke into the home. We know he sure didn't live there. We know he walked into a home of a law-abiding citizen who had a gun and he chose to defend himself with that gun. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, ladies and gentlemen. There are a lot of individuals, there are a lot of listeners, Renegade Talk Radio, who think, well, you should have let him have your stuff. You should have fled the home. You You should have done something else. Why would you shoot him? And you've heard of these cases where burglars actually shoot... They don't shoot. Burglars actually sue homeowners when they get injured from robbing the homeowner. It's bizarre, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, this individual does not have charges pressed against him. And let me just, let's close out the show. What we got? Yeah, I got a couple minutes left. My producers want me to to be more timely with my shows because sometimes I have a tendency to ramble on. What can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen? You're listening. You like it. If you didn't like it, you wouldn't be listening. I say I should talk longer. I only have so much time. So, St. Louis, Missouri, again on August 12th, Saturday. Three stories from Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Very strange case. So, there's a 56-year-old man in custody after he shot his brother because his brother was attacking a woman with a hammer, ladies and gentlemen. Very strange case. Uh, 11.45 p.m. on Saturday, police arrive at the scene. They find 48-year-old Gary Peters suffering from a gunshot wound to the stomach. And he was taken to the hospital, but alas, he died. We'll all light a candle for Mr. Peters, who was beating a woman with a hammer. I know, let's feel bad for him. Let's not feel bad for the woman who's being beaten with a hammer, right, Renegade Nation? Just so strange. The woman at the scene, who was Peter's girlfriend, so the two of them were at at, uh, Peter's brother's house, and Peter's attacked her with a hammer, and the brother intervened. Peter's allegedly, of course, this hasn't been proven in a court of law, so it's all allegedly. That goes without saying, it's all allegedly. But he attacked his brother with a hammer... And uh, that's when the brother received a handgun. And then uh, 
Peter's girlfriend was taken to the hospital and treated for blunt force trauma with injuries to the head. So he's literally beating his girlfriend in the head with a hammer. Brother says, hey, shoots him just to stop him. And then he dies. What would happen if uh, the brother didn't have a weapon? The girlfriend probably would have been beaten to death. And then uh, the two brothers would have little, did a little hand-to-hand combat. One has a, a hammer. The other one has a spatula. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. It's just... I think it's very important for individuals to know they have a right to defend themselves in the United States. There's no shame in defending yourself and defending your property and anybody who says otherwise. Well, let's wait till you're in that position where you have no choice but to defend yourself. Let's see if your position changes. That said, anyway, it's the end of my show. Uh, Episode five in the can, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. My name is Luke Calgiovanni. I'm a journalist with the Anti-Media, Occupy Democrats, editor-in-chief of boosters-politics.com, editor-in-chief of WTF Magazine. Over 2 million fans on the WTF Magazine fan page, if anybody wants to check that out. Um, you can follow me at my fan page, Luke Giovanni, where there's over 180,000 fans around the world. Um, you can contact me on my Facebook profile if you dare to bother me. Sometimes I'll talk to you, sometimes I won't. I might ignore you, I might give you tongue lashing, might say thank you very much for listening and reading. You never know with me. Depends on how much I've had to drink, ladies and gentlemen. Also, feel free to contact me on my email, lkelgiovanni at consultant.com for consulting work. We're in the midst of political season. I'm under a variety of non-disclosure agreements. Uh, so I can't tell you what I'm working on, but I'm a busy man. Maybe I can fit you into my schedule. Maybe not. You want to do an interview here at Renegade Talk Radio, you can contact us. You can speak to my producer. We'll get you on. Maybe we won't. Don't know. Won't know until you ask, ladies and gentlemen. But that's it for me. I'll be back next week. Thank you. Goodbye.